Amen. Well, week three, and again, we're excited. Uh, last night, we had um, one of our awaken, uh, Forward Awaken nights of worship. Man, that was awesome. If uh, you get a chance to see that, it was fantastic. We really, we filled the place. It was amazing. And uh, But before I roll here on the next message here in our series, I want to remind you a couple of things. Uh, three things real quickly. One, about the devotional guide that we have here for you. And uh, you can find those back at the Ford station. And again, what we're asking you to do is take some time to go through this material during the week. And uh, one per family or individual, uh, whatever your circumstance is. And you'll find a fantastic Bible study that distracts with everything that we're covering and uh, during this time in our small groups. And again, with the Ford book, just again, one of, for the uh, vision book, encourage you to keep bringing this and looking at it through. Just to be a reminder to be in prayer about what God is doing among us and as we are moving towards the end of this, this month and uh, uh, bringing it all together. And uh, again, also the, the notes for the sermon uh, sermons are in there. And again, if you forgot it, no problem. We can either get you another book or, or you can go ahead and grab a copy of the notes that we just have printed out. All right, and then the last thing is uh, we have a website that's all ready to go. It's called valleyforward.net. So you go valleyforward.net. You can check that out. And a couple of things that are on the website that I want to call your attention to. One, we'll have definitely all the information that you already have in the vision book, but we're going to be updating that with the, uh, the concept plans as we get them. We were kind of hoping that we would get those this week, but it doesn't look like the architect quite had them ready to go. Maybe we'll have them by Sunday. We'll see. But anyway, we'll put everything we get on that valleyforward.net uh, website. So you can go right to that, and uh, that will uh, get you information. So also, I've got a page that I've just constructed, a Frequently Asked Questions page. So as you have asked questions regarding specifics about the build, about the upgrade in here, uh, times, dates, costs, everything, a lot of those questions are answered there, okay? So you can just page, uh, uh, you know, thumb... Uh, thumbtack that or whatever it's called. Anyway, uh, just go ahead and make note of that so you can check it out from week to week. We will update it again with the information as it comes. So again, we're very excited about what God is doing. And so today, uh, the name of the, the, this uh, particular segment in uh, part three of the series is called Hearing God's Voice. Hearing, hearing God's Voice. And this is something that I really enjoy. I love the whole idea of hearing God's voice and, and learning to, to, to listen to the voice of God. And so, um, again, again, I want to welcome everyone back to this week. And, and again, we're learning in this series how God wants to use us. And that's what we've really been talking about in this series is, is preparing for God to use us individually. Of course, part of, of uh, the campaign to raise the funds, to get our, our build going. But, uh, but we're asking God to, to, to push us forward too, individually, that this is all going to be wrapped to, together in one big initiative and what God is doing among us, because it's all connected. So again, we're looking at the plans and getting all that together as we prepare to uh, make, build us a, a, a larger home here. So we're going to learn today about how to practically hear God's voice. So how many of you have ever had an idea or an inclination that, uh, and you wondered, you know, is, am I hearing from God? Is this, is this me or is this kind of a crazy, did that ever happen to you? You feel like you've heard from God, but you're not 100% sure was it was pizza the night before, or if it was, you know, or you were having one of those uh, 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 Samuel moments, you know, you get up in the middle of the night, God, was that you? Well, we probably all have had that. And uh, so, you know, today we want to talk about how to learn to decipher the difference. I'm going to give you some ideas on that. 
and uh, to help you to learn how to hear the voice of God. So last week we learned about the life of Abraham. If you missed that, go check it out. That was a very, very, uh, that was a very powerful truth that, that God gave us during that message. And, uh, but we learned about how Abraham could live the surrendered life, right? We talked about the sacrifice of Isaac. And, uh, but you know, another thing that Abraham really uh, exhi- exhibited, he, he showed us, was his ability to hear the voice of God. You know, in reading through the Bible again and going through that just recently, um, one of the things that I was impressed by was the fact that Abraham was considered a prophet. And so he was a man who was listening to God all the time. So he was hearing from God, and he was well-trained in that. And so he's, he's a wonderful example to us, of course, of being able to hear the voice of God. And of course, throughout Scripture, you find many the legacies that were passed on. Matter of fact, you find that, that Isaac and Jacob and David and, and, and all of those, Moses especially, of course, were all those who heard the voice of God. That's how they knew what it was that God wanted them to do, was they were very familiar with that voice. And again, we're going to talk about how we can, we can learn that. So it's a, a very important time here at Valley. And so we've been talking really since the fall about how to prepare for what God wants to do. And so hearing the voice of God individually is incredibly important right now. So it's our heart, and my heart specifically, is that you're going to be not only uh, excited about hearing from God, but know what it is when God is speaking to you. So this month, at the end of the month, February 28th and May 3rd, we're going to be having that, of course, that opportunity to come together as a church family and make our commitments and uh, our declarations of faith before God. We're going to come as a church, as a family, and we're going to ask the Lord. We're going to say, Lord, we've prayed. We're following you on this journey. We have surrendered our life and and put ourselves on the altar again, and you've spoken to us, and we want to obey. We want to move forward with what it is that you're telling us to do. So all of us are going to take this step together. So we want to do this. We want to move kind of like the people of God, crossing the Jordan into what what God has for us. So um, again, last of this month and the first weekend in, uh, in March, we're going, to be, we're going to be pulling all that together. And again, so we need to never lose sight of why we're doing what we're doing. We want to keep that in focus. The reason why we're doing this, this three-year commitment forward campaign is, of course, all about people, right? It's all about people. It's all about doing better what we do, having a bigger sheep shed to make room at the table, as I like to say, for more of what God wants to do in the hearts of the people out there, to reach families, to reach individuals, to, to, to restore marriages, to do amazing things, to see miracles flow among the people out there, to give us more opportunities, as you heard uh, uh, from Donnie and Wanda, their story of knowing that that's what our commitment is. It's to the community. It's to reach and uh, to reach people. So that's what it's all about. And so, again, I've told you before, the building is not really the, the, the focus point. It's about what God wants to do through us in using those facilities to expand our church family. So, so how are we going to do that? Of course, last week we talked about the preaching and teaching to understand, of course, a value of surrendering to God. So incredibly important. And learning, well, the week before that was, was um, learning to hear and have faith, but last week we talked about living that surrendered life. And uh, so we need to keep thinking about that. We start our year off with those 21 days of prayer and fasting. And, and by the way, I've heard some tremendous testimonies coming from that, by the way. And that's the way it works. 
It's pretty neat. It kind of like when the 21 days kind of finishes out and, and all of a sudden you start to see the waves start to come of, of the things, the fruit that starts coming as a result of, of sacrificing that time. And uh, two miracles even today, two wonderful things that just kind of were those laughing moments as I've shared with uh, these different folks. And, uh, and they've shared with me what it is that God is doing. So again, we're praying, asking God to teach us how to live this surrendered life and, and together together gather the harvest of, of what it is that God is doing. So I want to, again, talk about something that I think is one of the more exciting elements in the Christian life, and that, again, is hearing God's voice. So we want to walk in the will of God. Do you want to walk in the will of God? Is that something you want to do? Well, last week, remember, we talked about how we could receive the good, perfect, and pleasing will of God and how we were going to do that by being that living sacrifice, right? And so at the heart of every Christian, we want, that's what we said. We said, you are Lord, you are Savior. We thank you for giving us eternal life. But while we're here on the earth, we want to be doing your will. We want to be right in the, the, the heart of it. And, and one of the things that in order to discover that, we need to, to learn to hear the voice of God. And uh, so, you know, to hear it, I think that sometimes we've been confused as to, uh, is that something that every single Christian should be able to do? Of course. It's absolutely biblical. And, uh, and that's, so that's something I, tonight I want to make crystal clear. And that is sometimes we want God to talk out loud to us. And, uh, and, and that's a good thing, of course. But, you know, we need to ask ourselves the question, you know, maybe you even said, man, I wish God would just come and send an angel and come and meet with me and sit at my bed. And, but you got to, I mean, if you look at Scripture, remember what it said about every time an angel showed up? What did the angel always say? Fear not. So it must have been kind of a scary experience. So we might not want to be asking for that. But we have something so much better. We have the Holy Spirit who's ready to teach us, to help us walk in the ways of God, to speak to our heart. And so I'm going to talk about that uh, again tonight. So when we begin to move forward in this faith journey that, that uh, we're talking about, then we are asking the Lord, Lord, we want to follow your steps. We want to follow you step by step in this journey. So when you start to surrender to God and you're starting to listen to God, let me tell you something that's pretty cool. And that is life gets exciting. It gets amazing because God does have an adventure. I think God has an adventure. I, I, I joke about this all the time. I'll say, you know, they talk about the final frontier being space, but the truth is the final frontier is the spirit realm. This final frontier is the spirit realm for every Christian who is ready to understand that you're a spiritual individual, that God has a place for you to function within the spirit. And it's just, it's an amazing thing that, that our eyes open up and that knowing that when we pray, that when we, we walk and we speak scripture, we make declarations, it's amazing that things are happening around us. You know, Jesus said to Peter, he says, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. And we don't, of course, that's been confused over the generations as to what Jesus was really saying there. But what he was saying is, look, I'm giving you authority. He said, I'm going on to the Father, but I'm giving you authority to be able to speak in my name and to affect the spiritual climate. I, basically, God has said, look, I have won the battle. Now you need to go take the spoils. Think about that. What Jesus did on the cross. So he says, now you go and, and you got cleanup duty for me. You got, I've won this battle, so now you need to go and do what? Occupy. You need to go in. And that, I mean, 
I don't know how you feel about that, but for me, that's an exciting thing because it's, it's, it's fulfilling what Christ is, his, his heart, and winning for him. It's occupying for him what he suffered for in the way of souls, in the way of just seeing the miracles take place. And so how do we get there? How do we get to that place? Well, folks, we've got to be, if we're thinking in military concepts, we've got to attach our mind and our heart to the commander so that we know exactly where we're supposed to go. What is our part? That is the biggest question above all things. What is my part in this battle? All right? So let's look at Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. And I love this. It says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. No weapon formed against you can prosper when you are in the will of God. That's what the Bible is telling us here. Because here's the deal. I know sometimes, and I've heard this from Christians, I've even, I remember as a young believer, I even had these thoughts myself. And that was, you know, what'll happen if I really do submit fully to the will of God? It can, you know, and a lot of times what comes up in us is this like, well, I'm a little afraid. Is God going to take me into something that I can't handle? Is God going to put me into something? Is he going to make my life miserable? Is he going to, is he going to, you know, send me someplace? Is he going to strip me, uh, you know, down and make me this, this broken, humble servant? What, what is it that's going to happen? Well, the opposite of, of that is what is true. God wants to bring victory through your life. God wants to see you succeed. God loves you so, loves us so very much. And what we see in this verse here is that God has gone before us and he says, nothing that comes against you is going to prosper. But we've got to understand it. We've got to believe it when it comes to truth. So no matter, no matter how it looks, no matter how it, uh, it makes you feel, no matter what happens, if you're in the will of God, that is the safest place in the world. The safest place in the world. So we're fearing that God might put us in a place where we're not going to be safe. The truth is, being in the will of God is the absolute safest place. That's interesting, isn't it? It's the safest place in the decision that he's asking us to make, the choices we, get to, we have to make regarding our vocation, the person we're going to live for the rest of our lives with, and, 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 and all of it, everything that comes with it how we use our money, so on and so forth. When we listen to the voice of God, God is always going to lead us to the place of victory and joy. We've got to believe it. We've got to trust him. Okay? And so, again, when we are thinking about what God is doing in this time, then we, we've got to be advancing the kingdom of God. We've got to understand who it is that God has made us to be. And I'm so very excited about that because I know what that's going to mean for you. I absolutely know. So during this time, I want to encourage you to, to do a couple of things. One, again, go through that devotional guide because you've got to cultivate the, you've got to have the, the want to. And we're going to start with that. We'll get to some other practical things in a minute. But we've got to start with the want to. We've got to cultivate our heart to say, God, I'm ready to listen to you more. And I don't know where, you know, all of you are in your individual relationships. As I look around the room, I know many of you, and I know you do listen to God. But there may be a few of you out there that maybe that's not your regular, um, your regular thing. But, you know, it, this is a great time for you to, to start new, to, to say, Lord, I want to listen at your gates daily. I want to, 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 to present myself to you, to open my ears to be able to hear, and, and you'll see why that's so important in just a minute. 
So, uh, so I'm going to ask you, again, go through that devotional guide. And the second thing is to be in prayer. So when you leave tonight, what I'm actually going to do is to pray over this property, pray over where potentially that building's going to be, pray over the, uh, uh, the whole property. Just, just ask God to bless this. To be, when you're driving back, if you happen to go on 158, to just ask God to bless what it is that's going on here. And then, and then also pray for us as a staff. Okay, pray for us. Pray for the elders that as we're moving forward in this endeavor, that God will give us wisdom, that God will help us to know exactly what he wants us to do, that we will have his ear. Now, my expectancy, my expectation is that we're going to experience the favor of God. That's, I'm all on it. And what's really cool is that I have been seeing that already. Lots of it. Amazing. Just as we're weaving through. I mean, I had a couple other pastors tell me this was just like, well, Pastor David, look, it's not going to happen the way you think it's going to happen. There's going to be some bumps, speed bumps along the way. There are going to be challenges, things that the community, you know, or the, you know, uh, 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 things regarding the zoning and all those little challenges that you will come. And I'm just saying, well, that may be so, but I am expecting God to give us favor from beginning to end. So will you join with me in praying that? Let's do it. Let's pray together. Ask God's favor, all right? And uh, in Isaiah chapter 30, uh, 30, verse 21, it says, Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way. Whenever you turn to the right or to the left, God is there. I love that verse. Isn't that a great verse? That God is there to speak into our ear, to encourage us, and uh, to help us walk and, uh, with clarity with vision. Because I think sometimes we, we live our lives in, in, in a little bit of a shadow, a little bit of a, 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 a sense of not really knowing what's going to happen. Of course, none of us knows what's going to happen the, tomorrow specifically, but our expectation can be that God has good things in store for the good will of God, the good plan of God for our lives. That's what he wants to do. And he says, I'm ready to speak to you. He says he's ready. If we know he's, there, no weapon formed against us can prosper and that we can move forward, then we can start listening in and getting a little more detail regarding, regarding how that's going to play out. So in John chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they... And Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So Jesus is making it very clear that we as his people are going to continue to hear from him. That this is something that God has intended all along. So I wanted that to be loud and clear. And that is that God speaks to every Christian. All right? I think there's some misconceptions out there, whether it be something you've heard or somebody that's told you or the way some people understand the Bible, that God doesn't speak to his people anymore that way. I I categorically do not believe that. Without a doubt, I believe that God is continuing to speak to his people today. He's got, he, he wants to intimately communicate with you. I believe that. We believe that as a church, and, and, and we encourage you to seek that. So how can we get to that place, you know? And, um, and of course, you know, there may be some of you that says, well, I've never heard his voice. Well, I want to help you tonight. I want to help you to see that there, and how to kind of position you to see that, that, uh, that you can so, again, that is, of course, uh, an important thing, that, that we hear God's voice. All right, let me skip ahead here. So when it comes to listening to the voice of God, as we kind of transition here, you know, as a pastor, 
over the years, I, I uh, have done a lot of counseling. And one of the things that, that, that I noticed, uh, it wasn't all the time, but from time to time, I'd have people come to me, and they're not really wanting to come and listen to what I had to say. They were really looking more for more what we would call affirmation. In other words, to, to, for me to just affirm what it is that they've already decided. So that's not really counseling, okay? Counseling is that, you know, you come and you just submit yourself and say, okay, I, I want another perspective. I want to hear what it is that you think that God is, how, how if, if you were in my position, what would you think God would say to this? That, that's really presenting your, yourself in that way. And so, but again, it, our natural inclination is to prepare kind of our own ideas. Folks, if we're going to hear from God, we've got we to get rid of that. Okay? We can't come to God with our preconceived ideas. We can't tell God how he, we want him to present our lives. Now, we can ask him. He says, ask, seek, knock. Right? We can ask him for the things. But it all begins with a surrendered life right, and a willingness to hear what God has to say. You know? And not being fearful what, it, what God has to say. Never be fearful. But just know that what God has to say is going to be good for you. It's going to be awesome. And so, in John, again, when we talk about John chapter 10, verse 27, that, that my sheep hear my voice, that, that needs to be where we start. What? As a sheep. As a sheep. And what is a sheep? You know, I love this, this, uh, this analogy, you know, of, of being a sheep. You know, did you know that in, uh, if you've, you've been around sheep, and I've, I have only been just a little bit, but like in Saudi Arabia, what's neat, when you see this, these culture, many hundreds of years of culture of, of shepherds being played out in, in these various places, what you'll see is that they mix all of the sheep, the different herds, the different groupings uh, of the sheep all together to feed in a, in a particular field. And so there might be a half a dozen shepherds there, and they're all the sheep are eating together. But the moment the shepherd just makes a little peep, he just makes a little vocalization, those sheep know the shepherd's voice. And they're able to divide all those sheep based on the voice of the shepherd. Isn't that amazing? It's a cool thing. And you know what? We're very much like that as human beings, aren't we? We are. So when it comes to being a sheep under God, he, Jesus said, my people know my voice. So we gotta, we gotta, we've got to cultivate that, don't we? We've got, so here's really the bottom line. The more we are listening the more we become familiar with the voice of God. So if you say, well, I've never heard the voice of God, then you may not know when he is speaking. Especially, you know, when we think of like Samuel, he didn't know what he was hearing. So he went to the, pro the, you know, the prophet, and he, says, and he says, well, look, go back and say, you know, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. He had to be taught that. And in the same way, God, we know in Scripture, the, the, the Bible tells us that God is always speaking, yet his people fail to perceive it. So we need to think in terms of being like those sheep, that we've, we're, we're developing such a, an intricacy, an ability to hear the voice of God that um, will respond. Yes, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? How is it that you want me to, to, uh, uh, to connect? Romans chapter 8, verse 14 so says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So the Spirit of God is going to be speaking to us. He is going to be leading us step by step. You know, this is a promise that Jesus himself made as he prayed for the, us in John's, John chapters 14 through 17. 
what we find is Jesus said, look, Holy Spirit, speak to them, lead them, comfort them. And we can't be comforted, we can't be led, we can't be instructed unless we are listening. And we need to learn how to listen, to tune in. I mean, think about a radio station for a moment. You know, somebody tells you where there's your favorite music or whatever. And of course, I don't think people listen much to uh, regular radios like it used to be in the old days. Now you just turn on Apple Tunes or whatever it is. And uh, you got these, you know, virtual radio stations. But in the day, you had to turn the dial, right, until you found that frequency where now you can hear what you're, you're wanting to hear. You're able to focus in and, and hear with the message, right? Folks, it's not that, that much different when it comes to our spirit. Because, you know, well, here's another example. Let's say you're in a crowded room and a bunch of people are talking and, and somebody starts shouting across the room at you, okay? And uh, so, Mike, you're trying, to, you're trying to talk to me and, you, and everybody else is talking and Mike is going, he's speaking, I can hear him and it's something really important and I can see the look on his face is like, Pastor David, you know, and, and I can't hear him. So what am I gonna do? I'm, I'm going to do? I'm going to focus in. I'm either going to start walking over there so I can get closer to him or I'm going to tell everybody, shut up! I'm trying to hear him, Mike. Something's really important. He's got to tell us something. And then, boom, I focused in. I, I'm listening. And so let's look at that from the way we live our lives. We've got a lot of clatter, don't we? A lot of voices are talking. A lot of things are happening. We hear our own voice, our own people talking to us. And so we, maybe it's a television that's talking to us. Maybe it's just we've got music in our earbuds all the time. And we're never taking the time out to quiet our spirits, quiet our soul, so that we can listen. And that's really what you have to do. To cultivate an, uh, 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 an ear for God, you need to take the time out to listen. And the great times to do that are first thing in the morning. First thing in the morning when you get up, take some time, things are quiet, your, your soul is not starting to clamor yet. You know, you're not, you're not start, starting to worry so much about the things of the day. Well, I guess some of us might. But that's a great time to just say, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done. Give me my daily bread. Lord, I just want to, you know, go before me. Lord, if there's anything that I have done, I just ask you to forgive me. Now, Lord, I just give you my day. And then listen. Just take some time and begin listening. Tuning in. The Bible says in James 4.8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. This is good, isn't it? So what, what, what that tells us is that God is what? Already there. He's already there. He's waiting on you. I mean, think about that for a moment. When you wake up in the morning, God never sleeps. God never slumbers. He's watching over you all night long. And when you wake up in the morning, he's waiting for you to, to, to come to him. And, and, and he's waiting for us. And that is, that's really, really important. Because I think sometimes we feel like, well, if it's important enough for God to speak to me, he'll interrupt me. Well, can I just tell you something? In my life, whenever God has had to interrupt me, those are not always the best messages. Those are usually like, i um, been trying to get your attention. It's kind of like the bill collector on the fourth one that comes in the mail that you have finally actually found. Guess what? Your power is being turned off tomorrow. Oops. So by the time God has to do that, sometimes he's, he's, already, he's already been trying to communicate to us, but we haven't stilled and quieted our soul long enough to be able to hear and listen. So we, we need to do that. We need to draw near to God because he's already drawn near to us and he'll draw near to us. There, there, there will be that, that connection right off the bat. 
So that's, that's an awesome thing. So let's see here. You know, another little illustration, real quick one, that I think is, is helpful, is, you know, when Andrea calls me, you know, I don't have to say, who is this? You know, I can hear her voice, and I know who, who it is. I didn't have to take a class of 10 steps on how to unrecognize your wife's voice. Didn't have to do that, right? And if I have, I'm in big trouble. But, I, I mean, immediately, I know who it is. And I don't say, who is this? That would be dumb. But anyway, I, listen, I know who it is. And, and so... I can, I can respond, and she can respond to me. We've got the, the intimacy. And how do we get to that point? How do we get to the point where I recognize Andrew's? I mean, she doesn't even have to say, she could just vocalize. She could just say, Deh, and I already know who, who it is. How do we get to that place? That familiarity. It comes through intimacy, doesn't it? Walking, talking. Started out there in the four-hour phone calls back when we were recording. Wearing, getting, making my ears so huge from talking to Andrea for hours on end. The walks, the talks, the vacations, the time, the, it's life. And that's exactly the same way it works with our, with our living God. The more we familiarize, familiarize ourselves through that intimacy, all God has to do is, David. And it's like, yes, Lord, what's up? What, what are we doing? Am I doing something wrong? Am I missed something? Well, that's what God wants to develop in us. And that may seem like a million miles away for you, and I hope it doesn't, but I'm telling you, every one of us, God is ready to speak to you. It's just a matter of cultivation. It's a matter of developing that. And it won't take long. It will not take long. Remember I talked to you about discernment. Discernment is just really an advanced ability to hear the voice of God and to know exactly what's going on around you, to have that, that, that inner sense that this is a good thing, this is not a good thing. God wants to develop that. The more we listen to his voice, the better uh, we can do that. So there are two ways, and this is going to our notes there to fill it in. There are two ways we can hear the voice of God, and there are more. There are more, but I'm just going to give you two basic ones. And if you want a more comprehensive teaching on this, I've got this archived in a, in a, in a teaching I have done on our website. You can check it out. And, uh, and perhaps I'll, I'll do a bigger teaching on this in the future. But there are two basic ways that God uh, speaks to us. And we can hear God through the scriptures, and we can hear God through the Holy Spirit. So first of all, we can hear God, number one there, we can hear God through the Bible. So Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, and he said, he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And where do we see that? Of course, in the scripture. We have, a, we have an amazing amount of revelation. We have how God has dealt with mankind throughout the ages. And we have God speaking. We have prophetic words, and we, we've got these words that, that, that are just amazing. They, they apply to a person then, and they have such flexibility and such power. They can apply to us the promises that God just speaks to his people in general that can apply to each one of us individually. God has spoken. The word of God is absolutely a treasure to us, and we should become more familiar with it. So, how do we know he's talking? Well, we can turn right to the pages of, of our scripture and we can, we can ask almost every single question we may have. It's got an answer for us in scripture. 
and everything that we would struggle with as human beings. God is right there to, to encourage us, to, to sharpen our ability to, to, to walk in the things of God. It's all there. It's all there. So we really need to speak the language of Scripture. Isn't that cool? If you want to understand Spanish, you need to take the, the Spanish, don't you? Somebody could be sitting there speaking in Spanish, but I have no clue how to understand them, but I could take the class. If I take the class, or if I learn how to speak Spanish when somebody's speaking Spanish to me, now I can understand it. Folks, we need to take Scripture. <laughs> we need to take the class. We need to be reading it every single day. Because you don't realize, and, and I'll, I'll just tell you right now, that the more, you, the more word is inside you, the more you have the ability to understand and translate the voice of God. Because there's sometimes God is speaking to us and it seems like a foreign language because we have no context of truth. And matter of fact, we might even doubt it when we hear a voice and just say, well, gosh, that comes out of left field. I have no idea. It's amazing to me. We see this in our culture all the time. That, and you can just play this out. When you share something, a Bible verse with somebody who doesn't know anything of the Bible, they think it's something strange, don't they? They're just like, oh, that's the weirdest thing I ever heard. Well, it's, it's in the Bible. I mean, it's one of those, it's one of the, core verses in the Bible. You know, it's, this, is, this is what God has said. And yet they don't know the language. So for us, folks, we need to get more word in us. The more word is in us, the more we will be able to understand when God is speaking to us. Because what? We're speaking his language. We are familiar with the ways of God, the words of God. God has spoken the, then and he speaks to us in the very same way. Okay? And so we need to make ourselves more familiar with the Word of God. And we know that the Word is always right. So when we, so why the Word of God and being familiar with the Word of God is so important is because when God does speak to us, we have something to compare it to, all right? Because God is never going to contradict His Word. Now, there are lots of different voices out there. There's, and, and, of course, the enemy can, can come in, and he can sometimes even use Scripture in a twisted way as, as he did with Adam and Eve and as he did with Jesus there in his temptations. But because we're familiar with the word of God, we can say, uh-uh, just like Jesus did. And all three occasions, he said, no, that's not what God said. That's not what he meant. And so he was able to say, no, you're lying. And yet you're using the word of God to try to twist me. So being familiar with the word of God, <coughs> excuse me, will make us more familiar when it is, and know that it is God speaking to us. That's the way it works. The word's always right. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and active. It's powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Remember, we, we went through this verse recently. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and tents of the heart. Wow. The word of God is incredibly important for our spiritual development. It helps us to understand who we are, who God created us to be our spirit, our soul, and our body. So how does this practically happen in our lives? It comes as we wait on the Lord. It comes as we slow down and meditate on his word. It comes as we dive into our Bibles and ask God how we can personally apply his truth to our lives. That's it. And, and here's been my experience, and I know many of you as, as well, is you're reading through the scripture and your heart is open. And, you, and you're, you're just saying, Lord, speak to me today as I read the word. What you will find is that God will do that. A verse will just jump off the page. You ever happened that to you? It's just like, whoa. I mean, 
I wasn't expecting that. In my heart, I was asking that question, and all of a sudden, the very verse you read either answers that question or it sheds some more light on it. And, and that's the Holy Spirit. That's God speaking to you. The, the Word of God is alive. And for His people, it comes to life. It's kind of cool, isn't it? I could almost see a, a, little, uh, a little, little visual, a little CGI kind of thing happening as, that, as it goes on. But Joshua 1.8 says, says this, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. God will make our way prosperous. Amen? That's what he wants to do. And he says it's through the word of God that he's going to make that. Our commitment to keeping the word of the Lord always right there in our heart, in our mind. Okay? Now secondly, how do we hear from God is another way we hear from God is to hear God through the Holy Spirit. So we mentioned earlier about that God is always speaking to us and that is how he does it. So, you know, the reality is, folks, the Holy Spirit indwells every one of us. He is inside us. So we have something more special than the Old Testament folks have ever had. The Holy Spirit would have to come upon. In us, the Holy Spirit is within. And so, so that is even more uh, powerfully true that he is only just a question away. A question away to say, Lord, speak to me. And the Holy Spirit is ready to comfort. He's ready to sustain us. He's ready to come and speak. So it really shouldn't be a hard thing. But it, it can be for, some, for Christians sometimes. Again, we need to quiet ourselves. We need to believe, walk in faith that he can do it. Cultivate the language. Make ourselves familiar with the ways and the words of God. So when the Holy Spirit dwells within us, he serves as an inner witness. In Romans 8, 16, 16, it says this, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The Holy Spirit, now this is kind of a cool thing too, is that there is, when you have emotion of joy and peace, there is a corresponding emotional experience in the Spirit. And we call this peace. We call this joy. These are the fruit of the Spirit. These are the things that you can use to help to understand whether you're in the will of God. Do you have the peace of God? Are you walking in peace? Then you're good to go. If you've got joy, and whenever those are absent, then we should just say, okay, I need to check in with my Savior. I need to check in with God. If I've got anxiety, if I've got fear, what is it that's going on? You know, and, and am I listening to the wrong voices? Because those lies can come in, whether they be lies we tell ourselves or, or it could be the enemy. You know, anything that God does is always going to come with peace. It's going to come with comfort. It's going to come with a sense of God's got this. It's wrapped up in faith. And, and another big word, confidence. It's always going to be. That is the inner witness that what we're hearing is from God. Holy Spirit's ready to do that. And not only is he ready to speak, but he's going to give us that spiritual knowing in our knower. All right? And so uh, some people say, well, how specifically does it do it? Well, we know that there's this still small voice. And I'll, I can only share from my experience, and that is that I believe that God uses the, the, the voice of our conscience, the, the, uh, what, it would be, what we would know as our inner voice. There's Jiminy Cricket in the movie, but we're, we're talking about our inner voice, that he uses that speaker that he uses that um, system, if you will, in order to speak to us. And that, 
I talk to God and hear him all the time. And I love it. I, I mean, I'm not saying I've, I'm all there, but after 38 years of walking with the Lord, I am pretty confident that I can hear his voice. And I know when he's speaking to me. And I know when I get out of rest, it's because I, I, have, I need to stop and, and listen and just go, Lord, forgive me. I haven't been, I, I've been allowing myself to get caught up with him. So I just need to take some time. Lord, speak for your Lord. Your, your servant is listening. Man, I got to tell you, in the 15 years that I've been here, um, God has just given me those hallmark moments for the, the, the time in, in the history of our church. Andrea can testify to this, where God has just spoken to me over and over and over and over and over again. And there are times when, when uh, maybe I've been feeling like, oh, Lord, I just, I don't know what you're doing. And God will come in and comfort me and say, David, stand. Having done all to stand, just keep moving forward. That's why forward is such a special word to me, because that's, that's been all a part of what God has spoken to me the whole time I've been here. Just keep doggedly moving forward. Do not watch what anybody, anybody else is doing. Don't watch the flash in the pans. Don't, don't get uh, distracted by what other people are doing. Focus on what it is, is that I've called you to do. Keep walking. And God has always comforted me with those words. And I know it's the Spirit of God because it always leaves me with a sense of real peace to, to say, oh. you know, it's like a best friend who comes alongside you says it's going to be okay. That's exactly what the Holy Spirit wants to do every single time. So Holy Spirit's voice could produce a strong and clear reoccurring thought. Okay? So a lot of times, God is going to be like that. He's going to just come in and he's going to have a, a kind of a word for you. And, and you might find that, that, that a message from God lasts for a time because he wants us to get it. Or that we're kind of in a season where God is just speaking this. Okay? You know, it, it, you know strength. I want you to be spiritually strong. And then you wake up every morning that God is just keeps telling you, be strong, be strong. A deep, calming peace, deep down inside, man, God has just spoken to me, and it feels right. It feels good. I know it's right. A genuine excitement. That's another thing, is, you know, not this manic, out-of-control thing. And we're talking about a genuine excitement just deep in your side. It's like, kind of like Christmas Day, you know? excited because I know God's got this. I know that God is going to do something amazing. That's another thing. And an inner warning, a caution or a check. So one word of caution about that inner witness of the Holy Spirit. Again, God's never going to contradict his word. All right. So regardless of what anybody else tells you or, or, or maybe have, have I ever heard anything that, that I would say, oop, that was not the Lord. Yeah. There've been those times. And thankfully, not many, but there have been those times I've gone, to, I've gone to say, you know what? Wow, I wanted this thing so badly, I kind of deceived myself and tried to hang the sign of, thus saith the Lord upon it. And that can happen. But again, the Holy Spirit will help us. And sometimes you just got to take some time to camp on it a little while to just kind of let it kind of just sift out, kind of give, give it a sleep, you know? And... Uh, and go from there. So before we close, I want, again, to just share that practical way that this can happen, you know, when we're thinking about this forward campaign. You know, we've had couples say, I went and I prayed with my wife, and we both prayed. We prayed separately. We came back together, and we both agreed on the same thing that we were supposed to do with the campaign. And, and these are wonderful moments for God to help us listen. And that's what we're asking you to do, is not only listen for your own life and what it is that God has for you next, but in this campaign, we don't want you to get, get to move forward with us without you taking time to hear from God. 
all right, to hear from God. To not just blow through these six, this six weeks and just say, well, that was nice. No, this is an opportunity for all of us to get our socks blessed right off our bodies. That's what God wants to do. So as your pastor, that's what I'm wanting you to do, is to take the time and make sure you're listening. And what is cool is every single time we cultivate that, not only will we hear from God, but it will teach us more how to hear for God, from God in every area of our life. So always good experience. So when we embark on this and as we move forward as a church family, folks, this is a, a time of listening, okay? So from here on out during this uh, the rest of this series, I'm going to ask you to do that. I'm going to ask you to start praying and, and, and seeking the heart of God. Again, where God has you in your life. To begin just saying, Lord, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Begin to cultivate that in a, in a greater level in, in your life. This is important. Again, not just for this campaign, but for all that God wants to do with us here at Valley. That is a value of ours. It is an expectation of ours. It is, what, is why we have the time of worship. It is why we preach the word. It is why we get together in small groups. It is why we pray for one another. It is why we reach the lost. It is why we go to nations. It is why we do it all. So that we're following in the heart and the ways of God. And, and my heart is that we all do it together, okay? That we do this together. So this is a season. Right now, from here on out, start praying and asking God to speak to you, okay? So... The last thing we want to do is the staff is going to give you one of these. You saw it in your book. So I want you to take this home. I want you to look at it and start praying over it, all right? So we're going to hand these out, one for everybody. And then before I'm done, I'm going to pray over you. So if you'll take this, look it over. You don't have to do anything. Matter of fact, don't do anything with this yet, all right? Please don't. All I want you to do is just take it, look it over it, start praying over it. Just kind of put it in, stick it inside your Bible. Use it as a you know, marker for your Bible. Stick it there on the refrigerator. Uh, put it in your car. Whatever you want to do with it. But just keep it in front of you. Start praying over it. All right? That's what I'm asking you to do. And uh, to start looking it over. Be familiar with this. And then towards the end of the month, we're going to take the next step. All right? All right. Well, let's stand up this evening. Amen. Let's, let's pray. And I want to pray over you. Because when it comes to hearing from God, folks, this is... This is where it all, this is where the, the rubber meets the road. This is where it all happens. So let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. Lord, I thank you that, Lord, you are ready to speak to us. That, Lord, when it comes to what you're wanting to do with us here at Valley, Lord, you've been speaking to me. And you said, now's the time. It's time to break ground. It's time to move forward. Lord, to expand, to make more room at the table. God, to create an atmosphere, Lord, where your praise can be made glorious. Lord, where we can do what you've called us to do at a greater level, at a more effective level. So, Lord, I'm following you, God. I listen to your voice, and I'm following you step by step. Lord, I pray that we would all do this together. So I pray right now in the name of Jesus, over every heart and mind in this room, right now in Jesus' name, that, Lord, this would be a season, God, of hearing your voice in, in a greater way. Lord, this is all about making an impact. Lord, leaving a legacy. Lord, changing the world with our lives, with our time, with our energy, and, Lord, with the finances that come from you. 
So Lord, I pray, would you sharpen our ears? God, would you give us a greater hunger and desire in these days? Lord, to, to help us to take time out, to hear your gentle prodding that says, come meet with me. I'm waiting for you. Lord, help us. Bless.